Hey guys, welcome to Let Me Talk Podcast, Season 3, Episode 69. Today's guest, Michael Zakariu, is a sound editor, filmmaker, and lecturer at JMC. In this episode, we discuss his journey in the industry so far, how being thrown into the deep end after uni helped him with future jobs, and what his dream job will be to do sound on. Without giving anything away, let's get into this episode. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for coming on Let Me Talk podcast today. So excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. How's everything going? How's your day been today? Good. Um, It was a good day. Woke up, went for a walk and went went to work. Um, It was a good day. It it started off as kind of a grim day, but it kind of was nice and sunny when I left work. So it was a nice drive home, which was good. Yeah. You're in Melbourne, right? I was just, yeah. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Yeah. The weather's always just, you just don't know, hey, you just wake up now and you're like, oh, okay, looks good, looks not so good. Yeah, exactly. You can never really tell. How about you? How was your day? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. chill and mellow, which is always good sometimes when you Excellent. don't have much going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. But we start with a rapid fire on the podcast. So yes. I'm just going to shoot some questions at you and um, cool. you can just answer them. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so the first one is, um, what entertainer inspires you the most? Now I've got a little bit of a problem of, I'm a very indecisive person. So I'll probably to like every question, say like five different things, but off the top of my head, um, at the moment, like this always kind of changes, but at the moment, um, Taika Waititi, I I quite like, um, like he's just so much fun. Every time I watch something that he's written or made or just acting in like, he's just a really fun guy from what I can assume from like what he makes and stuff. It just, um, his stuff's all really creative and funny, a little bit silly, but also has like a little bit more behind it as well. Like Jojo rabbit is sad and a lot and intense and really emotional, but also just lots of fun and kind of playful. Um, and has that kind of childhood kind of look to it. Um, but also, um, Selena Gomez is, just really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I, I've been addicted to since the first season, um, only murders in the building. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a really which, good show. Yeah. And she's fantastic in that. And then she, you know, singer, songwriter and everything just, um, she's just, I just think she's overall really cool and um, quite impressive with what she's done. Yeah. Yeah. I think the realness like of her and her personality and just, she comes across so, um, yeah, just so real and yeah. you can tell that through everything that she does and everything that she kind of um, chooses to express to her audiences and how 100%. she treats her fans. I feel like that says a lot about a person because even if you're famous, like being famous, it's really hard. Um, you're under scrutiny like all the time and then – and when you have a lot of pressure, it can't. And then you have a fan coming up to you at a certain point, um, and you might be like not feeling good or not in a good mood. And you know, you just know with her that she's always going to put, you know, give yeah. the fans the best experience they could get because that 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 is everything to some people. You know, like hundred percent meeting yeah, their idol definitely. and stuff. And if you get if you just get a disappointing, um kind of meet with your idol or someone that you look up to it's 
it, it can stay with you for a long time. A hundred percent. It can be really like nerve wracking as well. Like, you know, if you're on the street and you're like, oh my God, that's Selena Gomez, for example, like you're like, you know, can I go say, Hey, can I, you know, or whatever. Like it's, it can be quite like, you know, intense. And obviously that, that, that would kind of get that a lot, but like mm-hmm. for someone who you don't just see someone out and about very often, like it, it's, um, it, yeah, it can be a lot when, you know, you meet that person, if you, if you were to meet that person and kind of end up being disappointing and kind of leave a bit of a, like a bad feeling around that. But no, I feel like it should be just really friendly and cool and you know she's the most followed person on instagram and yeah. she's always sharing so much cool and positive and fun stuff um yeah definitely yeah. i think she just bring um gives up a really calming vibe to be honest i think even just listening to her in interviews and things like that it's really calming and just yeah you feel like you're kind of asking the questions yourself um yeah definitely yeah crazy <laughs> um <laughs> The second one is film or TV. What do you prefer to watch? I watch a lot of TV, but like to choose, I'd probably go film. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I love movies and being able to just sit and watch a movie. Um, and even though you know over the weekend I'll binge watch Desperate Housewives for hours. Yeah, um, I. I I always find like it's the I it that that's more of like a comfort thing coming back to something you know and love or yeah. starting a new show. Like it always takes me a little bit to get into a new show, even though like once I'm in, I'm like yeah, completely. The and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But um, it's always nice to have like a show to come back to. But I I just love watching movies and how you can something that you enjoy or maybe you don't enjoy it can you know create a bit of discussion and um i just love going to the movies as well um yeah all, definitely all, all, yeah all of my friends are always like you're always at the cinema and um <laughs> it's just because it's you know it's a fun place to be I, it's if i'm going to catch up with some friends i always be like hey there's a movie coming out want to go see that or if i've yeah. got some time to myself on the weekend it's just a fun place to go by yourself and just watch a movie as well like just sit in a hoodie and watch a movie for a few hours it's just relaxing yeah, and fun and sure yeah my favorite just thing is to place. do that go to the movies on my own because you just don't yeah. have to speak to anyone and who it sounds yeah. so bad but <laughs> you don't want to like have to like feel like you have to entertain at the movies you just kind of want to exactly just sit there and just get immersed into something else for an hour or an hour and a yeah, bit yeah definitely yeah. And just, yeah just kind of get drawn into the world of whatever the film is creating hundred percent. And the uh, next question is um, indie or blockbuster? What do you prefer to watch? So I feel like I probably watch more blockbusters because I, I'm a massive like Star Wars and Marvel nerd because mm-hmm. um, I grew up on, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies and um, watching the Clone Wars and stuff like that. But yeah. um, I, I always find I enjoy an indie film more because I have no expectations for it. Like I'm going in having maybe seen the trailer or just heard about it, or mm. I was curious about what, you know, the log line or something said um, when it just popped up on TV and I'm like, Oh, this sounds interesting. Or someone's told me like, you know, this movie is really good. I've always found like I've um, indies kind of sit with me a little bit longer. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I never know what to expect. And you kind of get, 
surprised all the time. Um, Definitely. Also, they just yeah. have more freedom to do that. They don't have to necessarily f- um follow a certain like storyline or, yeah. or formula. It's kind of just like a store, like a story that just feels like it's been made by someone who's, you know, decided, Hey, like I want to make films. Yeah. I feel like that's the really good thing about it. Cause you know, with, with blockbusters, you, you go there. It's like an experience with the blockbuster movies. Yeah. Um, but you don't really have that. You don't really have that closeness to that to the creators as much as exactly. you have with the like indie filmmakers. You know, you can kind of after the movie or before, you can kind of get a sense of the director or you know the producer yeah. on an indie film. Um. Yeah, the blockbuster ones just seem so extravagant that you're just like, yeah. whoa. Like, but I think that's that's the difference between both of them. It's just one's really, really extravagant and the other one's more home feels more homegrown and exactly yeah, yeah. exactly. A hundred percent. And like there's, you know, times where I just want to watch a fun blockbuster with like, you know, explosions going off and kind yeah. of just like sink into the scene and just be like, cool, this is this is fun. Or like, you know, rewatch Definitely. something that I've seen a million times just for like you know the, the ease of it almost but um yeah then whenever I like I, I for years I'd been wanting to watch um three billboards outside of Ebbing Missouri oh and yeah and I yeah. I watched it at the end of last year like I I finally like sat down and watched it in um while I was sick or something and I was like this is like amazing like I, I don't know why I put it off for so long because it's something that since it was released it's I'm like I really want to go see that yeah um and just never kind of got the chance and you, yeah, you get that more like personal type story and you, you feel like there's a little bit more behind it. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. just because I have more time and, and like, yeah, it's less money, but sometimes, sometimes like not everything is better because there's more money. Yeah. Sometimes it's you know? better so- when there's less money because like I feel yeah. like you have those restrictions of like, okay, we need to get this, you know, big concept or big look, but we have no money to use. Like, mm-hmm. how can we achieve that? And you kind of use that. Um, there's, you use the resources, you know. The, ex- exactly. You're more inclined to use the resources that you have and make the best out of those. A hundred percent. And like there's a, um, I, I think it's Adam Savage um, from Mythbusters. He says that people that make movies are like a team of filmmakers, uh, it's just a group of problem solvers like you in. Mm-hmm encounter an issue or a problem and you have to like solve it and hit the ground running and you see that in so many things where a lot of the like iconic things that people remember from a lot of movies are or like fun little bits and pieces from a movie it's like happy happy little accidents I guess to, yeah, <laughs> to quote Bob Ross like it's just that something something that just wasn't meant to happen but it happened and it was perfect because they're those kind of more genuine moments that you capture a hundred percent. And like, I'm, I'm definitely, like I said on this podcast for, but I love like blockbuster rom-coms and stuff. So I can definitely yeah. appreciate the blockbusters. I just think like an indie just takes it to a different level. Definitely. A hundred percent. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And the last question is when are you most inspired? It's a very good question. Um, it kind of depends. Like I always feel like, like if I'm alone, I always get ideas like when I'm in those like very alone times of like, you know, you're mm-hmm. having a shower or something like that. And you'll be like, Oh, 
this is an idea or you'll be like just about to fall asleep and something pops into your brain and you need to like scramble to like a piece of paper and pen to write it down. Um, but also like if I go watch a movie, that's really good. I'm like on the way, on my way home. And it just like makes you kind of sit and ponder a little bit. And it makes you kind of be like, Oh, you know, if I, if I was able to, you know, do something with that scale or if, you know, I was doing that exact same thing, like what would I do or what's something similar that, that, um, you know, can be done or, um, it just, when you see something creative and it, you really enjoy it like concerts as well. Mm -hmm. Like I always find I'm leaving them and I'm like, I want to, I want to go play a gig. Like, um, kind of, yeah. (laughs) It's kind of just like whenever you, I guess, yeah, the shower always comes up like in the podcasts episodes that I've had previously, the shower is like number one. I think that's mine too. Like definitely. I just think it's that time when you just don't have to be, with anyone you can kind of just yeah. go into like a trance of your ideas and yeah exactly just you know even if they don't stick it's like you you're you're actively using that part of your brain and and opening yeah. it up to new kind of new things a hundred percent and like lately i'm not i'm not you know a, a very sporty person but lately i've been um trying to like exercise and stuff like that and i that's another time like similar to being in the shower where you're like kind of alone and even if you're at like a gym or something and there's people around you I'll, I'll put on like a video essay or something like that on youtube and have like words coming into my brain and because there's like no real distractions like i'm not doing something on my phone or watching something mm-hmm. it kind of gives you that kind of time to kind of think and i get i find i always get a lot of ideas there too yeah but at the same time like if i'm with someone else that's creative and we're kind of bouncing off each other and mm-hmm. you're in that real like free safe space with another creative person. You can kind of just keep ideas flowing that can also, so like being completely alone or with other people at yeah. the same time. Are they, For sure. Like, a bit of both, like take, yeah. like bit of, take a bit from both in, in like uh, when you're around other people and they're feeding off that same energy, it's really mm. easy to be inspired and to want to go home and like write something or put jot yeah. something down and just keep it in there just in case you ever go back to it and create something from it. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Um, It's always, always, you know, good to have and you know being with people as well is just lots of fun you can kind of like you said bounce off each other's energy and see kind of what read the read the room with other people and get ideas as well like someone else might think of something that I may not have thought of um like I've been um finishing up a script for my first short film and Mm. I've been sending it to people for you know feedback and stuff like that and after my I think second draft um i sent it out to um the, um two of my friends who i always send my things to and you know they they gave me an idea of like they both said the same thing it's like oh you should try doing this thing in there and they both said mm-hmm. i was like oh and i, I d- you know didn't think of that and then i spent the next couple drafts kind of polishing that idea in there and stuff like that and um same with one of those friends um she writes um scripts as well and she sent me sent me one and was like I'm not too sure what to do here and you can getting that other person's opinion can kind of open up like a new gate or like take you down a new path that you can adventure and uh, a rabbit hole that you kind of fall down further Mm. like when you when you think you've possibly hit a wall yeah um, can be really helpful yeah for sure well that was great thank you so much for playing along (laughs) Um, so 
tell us like your early beginnings, I guess. How did you get into the music industry and the entertainment industry as a whole? How did this all start for you? And was it always kind of in your path or did it come later on? I I feel like I always wanted to do something creative. Like I have, I have a distinct memory of, although the earliest memory of when, you know, being a, a probably I think three or four years old, my um, uncle was like, what do you want to be when you're older as, as adults do to young kids? Um, and the the first thing I said was, I want to be a mummy, um, which were, um, but then down the line, once I, you know, started going through school, when we graduated primary school, finished primary school, um, we had to like take up something that symbolized what we wanted to do. Mm. Um, and at the time I, I, I was playing guitar quite a lot, but I was also making a lot of my own, like just at home, like stop motion animations, um, just out of Lego. And I took up, um, like a little Daffy Duck to be like, I want to kind of animate or do something along those lines. Um, but going through school, like it, it the, the, the school that I like the school system almost, it's, it's changed a bit now, I assume and hope, but it kind of puts you down like that path of, yeah office job, tradey mm, kind of thing. Definitely. And yeah. And that's it. And I, I kind of got a little bit sidetracked there where um, I, I, I always knew I wanted to do something creative, but I didn't realize how much there was op- in terms of opportunity to do something creative. Mm. Um, so I, I went down the path of music um, mostly. And I always did, you know, um, theater, theater studies up until, um, through VCE and stuff like that. And that were the things I enjoyed the most. And my VCE ended up being pretty much exclusively creative classes, yeah. English, uh, music, music production, um, theater studies and philosophy, just all kind of creative things. Um, mm. And that put me towards um, going to JMC where I studied audio engineering with, oh, yeah. with yeah. at, at uh, the time I had, yeah, which at the time I, I wanted to do more like music producing, recording and producing and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but about halfway through my time, and I've always been a massive film buff. Yeah. Um, and halfway through my time there, I got introduced to, um, or I knew someone in the film department and I helped out on a um, grad film doing the mm. location recording and then sound design. And I just became a bit obsessed and fell in love with that. And um, I worked on a lot of the grad films over the next yeah. year. Um, I remember they do like a, um, a little awards night and um, I was doing the sound there. And one of the directors who um, um, is really good, he was introducing me to his partner and he was like, Oh, this is Michael. He's working on. And he was like pausing to think. And he was like pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's where I kind of fell down the path of doing film. And I still um, play music and do a lot of music. Um, yeah. Do you sing just... or no? I don't sing unless I'm in the shower or car. Um, <laughs> but I I play guitar. Um so I've been I've been playing in bands um since high school um and then oh, wow. over kind of university everyone kind of had a little bit of a break and we're back into it at the moment um with a slightly revised version of the band um yeah. We're um actually recording our first um like EP, I guess, um mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks. But um And what I, do you guys I, play? Like what's your genre, I guess? We probably all answer this differently. Um 
but I answer with indie pop rock. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Where, um, so the name's Karen and the managers, um, it with, with the name, it, it, it comes across as like a tenacious D style band, almost of kind of fun, jokey type things, but it's actually yeah. just, um, we just like kind of write just fun, poppy, rocky type things that you can dance to. Um, yeah. And kind of have a bit of a bop to, um, which, which is lots of fun. And it's, mm. that's, I, I um, found that with guitar, I struggle if I'm not playing with other people. Like it's a place where I, I, I love playing guitar, but I love playing it most when I'm with other people and like bouncing off other people, like the bass player in our band, he's been my best friend since like prep. So we've yeah, known each well. other, you know, 20 years now, if not if maybe 21 years. Um, and just that energy of kind of being on stage together and playing it's um just yeah lots of fun um but and yeah, it would so it would... would be a diff like I'm not sure if you agree with this but like I feel like when you know people for a certain amount of time and you kind of get involved creatively it's like that next kind of yeah level like it you know you, you're so you're sort of so in sync that yeah you know each other's like um ticks and like yeah definitely things that will things that just connect you on a different level it's kind of just like when you know siblings are in a band together it's that yeah that, that weird thing that you can't really you can't replicate yeah. Just like, yeah yeah a hundred percent um and I find that especially with Gabe and um pretty much everyone in the band except for the lead singer we've been playing together since high school Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been playing with Gabe the longest and um, I always find whenever we're, you know, on, on playing something or rehearsing um, we're kind of like gravitating towards each other to kind of just jam. Cause we all, we always find we're, you know, for lack of a better term, vibing the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, it, and, and it's lots of fun. So I, I always enjoy um, being able to just play with play with my mates and it's also just a good way for us to catch up but the the other tricky thing about having known them everyone for so long is you, you like with a film a song is like your baby and mm. it gets like quite emotional especially like rehearsing at the end of like you know a long day we've all been working all day um then we get you know we get together to rehearse um uh, sometimes you're sometimes you're feeling great and sometimes you're not feeling as great like what maybe you got like uh, not too much sleep and if you're riding that it can get a bit clashy um in yeah. a good way because i think you know alternating ideas um will can create some of the best things but um yeah definitely more more in the terms where it's like you know sometimes you're exhausted and like i'll, I'll sometimes like um yesterday i found i was leaving just like giving everyone a hug and being like sorry i was a bit grumpy today but um yeah um and because you, you're a bit more honest with each other when you've known each other for that long Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's important that you can be honest in in that situation and with your coworkers that you know, that you're working with in a creative space and Yeah. Because, you know, like it's the worst that if if you were gonna go to say like even me, like as an actor or whatever, if I'm working alongside another actor and I'm and I'm kind of struggling with something or like in my yeah. performance and you know, I, I would want to be honest with that other actor so then they know why, Definitely. like, it's not necessarily going the way it's supposed to with the scene or something like that. Yeah. And 
and just being open and honest and how you're feeling about a scene or something um some or a song or a lyric that you don't like i yeah. think it's yeah it's better to be honest and to just kind of do a song or create a song you don't really like it you're not really vibing it and then you know it kind of just the tension builds and that's not that's not like what what you want because it's just not healthy and when you're in definitely when you're in things that are like a team effort it needs to be kind of everyone is unanimously like wanting to do this and and create this definitely definitely and like being able to like, I'm I'm a bit of a a yes person. Where if mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, can you help me with this? Or I, I also don't like disappointing others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, and and when you're you know in that type of creative environment, like you know, like you said, if you're working with another actor in the scenes, you know, not necessarily going too well, and you need to kind of communicate with them ab- about certain things. It's it can be hard because you don't. I I, I don't want to upset someone else. Yeah, um, definitely. And it that's easier with. Um, my friends in my band I find because we've known each other for so long and they I know they're not going to get upset if I or like that and they know I'm not going to get upset if you're brutally honest because we all know that it's like mm. you know in in the, um trying to achieve the best result yeah. um but you know in other environments where like um my um short film that I'm currently working on I wrote the script and I'm um, well finishing writing uh, the last drafts at the moment, but mm-hmm. um, I also plan to direct it. And one thing that I'm curious about, about mm-hmm. myself is approaching that process um, with, you know, a group of people making this, this film and critiquing people yeah. and being yeah. like, Hey, this is either really good or can you try doing this? Um, Are you acting in the film too, or? I'm not direct. planning to. Oh, okay. um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've, I, I, I did theater studies through to year 12 and I haven't done much acting since then. Um, mm. I feel like the character I can play is very one note. I, I remember my um, teacher had to sit me down and be like, Hey, your character has to get angry at this point. And I know you've like, you know, never yelled in your life, but yeah, you, you need to do that. And it was, it was quite tricky for me to, to, to do that. And I mean, this is, yeah, very- I mean, yelling and screaming, like I've yeah. trained as an actor for a while, but I feel like that is the most, you know, people think that like crying is the most exposing, but I think like screaming or screaming like um with like vulnerability and not like yeah. terror is so like hard. It's, I feel it's like hard, it's so, yeah. un- like, I don't know how people just, I mean, I'm like, if you're in a TV show or something like that, I feel like there's like your characters, like, you know, your character. So yeah. it's easier for you to get to that. But I've heard so many actors are like, yeah, it's pretty hard to get yourself into that point where you're just going to scream and definitely pull it off because yeah, it's, it's a skill. I feel like yeah. it's something that um doesn't come easy to everyone. A hundred percent. And it, it's it's tricky. I feel like I can I can kind of play those fun, bubbly, cutesy, jokey <laughs> Jack Black in School of Rock is basically the best way to put it. Type <laughs> characters, just the fun, playful, silly type things. Yeah, but, um, for sure. I feel like directing your short film though is like a super cha- a, a a challenge in itself. I feel like um, yeah. for me, like I've done short films and stuff, but I've 
like never directed them because if I'm in yep. them, I find it really hard to step back and direct myself. So yeah, I'm like, that's like enough. this short film that I wanted that I'm like um, writing at the moment. It's like I really want to direct this. But if I'm gonna be yeah. in it, it's I'm gonna need someone there that's like kind of directing me, like a shadow director, just to direct yeah. me. But it's yeah, yeah, it's it's like and even if I've even heard from like actual like people that are like have done you know roles on have been in tv shows that um have gone on for a long time and you know in those kinds of circumstances the cast eventually get the opportunity to direct an episode or something like that and I've even heard like they they say like it's hard to direct yourself um yeah Definitely. And like, I, I, I think maybe it's something that I'd like to try one day, but yeah, not, definitely. Yeah. Cause yeah, like you said, it's one of those challenges, but it, it would also be a little bit quite, quite fun, but yeah, for, for the, yeah. for the most part at the moment, what the stuff that I've been working on, I um will want to kind of direct and kind of step back and kind of give that. Mm. Well, being that, the that sound engineer though, is that like, is, is, that's something that when you create, when you're creating this short film now, do yep. you really look into the music that you're going to put? Like, is that where you're kind of, does, does it start from the music and then you create your story? Cause, cause of like, that's basically your profession, I guess. That's, that's a very good question. Um, it, it depends. Um, I always have it in my head while I'm writing, like, like while working on this, like, for example, one, one bit of feedback I got from, um, one of my good friends um, was to put less direction um, in, in the script. And, mm. you know, these are the first, I, I, I studied audio, so I didn't um, study film. So I've not really, other than, you know, my own research online, yeah. um, properly learned how to write a script. So I was just, you know, doing my own research and formulating it. And I, as I'm like, kind of, cause uh, when you, when you're writing, you kind of get into a bit of a flow where it's, it's hard to describe, but like, you almost don't have a bit like that much control over what you're writing. Cause it just keeps, it just like vomits out almost. <laughs> yeah. The vomit um, draft. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And like, you know, you, you, you gotta, you need to get all that vomit out so you can polish it and make it better. Mm. But I, I liked putting in, you know, the quick little ideas of like, Oh, this is what I want the camera doing. Cause I'm, cause I was planning at the time of directing at this uh, to direct at the same time. I'm like, I don't, I want to make sure I don't forget this. Yeah. Um, but while I was writing, you know, I had ideas of little bits of sound design that I want in certain areas and little bits of um, music, like the whole start of um, this short film is um, I, I've, I've labeled as the overture. I love musical theater and I mm. love how like at the start um, and in, in my year 12 monologue, I, d- I um, played a character who discusses overtures at the start of musicals, which was at the start of their musical, but um, mm. it's, that thing where you kind of get to know the play or the musical, that little bit, you get the little bit of music from every element of it. Yeah. Um, and this was like almost a visual overture where everything's, I, I had the, I've written in the script of, you know, it, this is all visual stuff that's happening um, with one of the characters. So it's like a little way to get to know them, but they're not saying anything. It's all to just like an instrumental music piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I find because I come from that background of being a musician first and then sound designer and sound editor, mm. um, I'm putting that stuff in there and I've got those 
ideas early on yeah and I'm that's kind of like, what kind of creates your the bones of your script whereas if it was like yeah. a, a writer or something their their would their process would most likely be like okay start from the bare minimum like start from you know the log line the synopsis yeah. then build up to like a character list character breakdown and then kind of go into the script um but, yeah definitely well, but like your the sounds and stuff like that kind of is your backbone and your like starting point, I guess. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, 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 with most scripts that I've written, like, um, cause I, I in getting to, so the f- first, uh, the one that I'm producing at the moment is called first kiss. And to get mm. to like that point of something that like, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm, you know, want to make as my first short film. I went through a lot of other scripts and ideas and stuff like that, which, you know, we'll want to come back to eventually, but um, this was the one that I kind of stuck with. And Mm. uh, I found with most of them, except for the ones where it was like very specific characters within there or more personal stories where it's like, all right, this is, you know, uh, a character representing essentially me or a parent and stuff like that. Whenever it's like something that I've created more from scratch, I start the script with, like I don't have character names or genders for the characters. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like character one, character two. I know the ideas for each character and what like they like, yeah. what their vibe is essentially. And I'll start mm-hmm. writing the script based around that and the idea that I have, but it doesn't come until I pretty much finish the first draft where I'm like, okay, in my brain, this character is a, you know, 23 year old male this character is a 26 year old female um and i kind of leave it very open-ended and most of it just is the the dialogue the story the sound and visuals that's kind of going in there and Mm. in terms of character like i or in terms of like uh, casting in terms of like what's written um Mm. i kind of want to leave that very open-ended so you can kind of get anyone that just fits um, yeah and it yeah, is right course. for the spot yeah yeah definitely definitely and how so how with sound like I know you kind of um you got into it after you like were at JM, JMC for a little bit like sound yeah. and film I guess um how did you like then move on to um sound firm and then all these like kind of imdb credits which is are pretty cool you have like wentworth occupation rainfall barons like you have quite a few like how did that or how'd you go from like jmc to getting all those kinds of gigs and what it what is like your specific thing that you do on each of those um creations films tvs shows as well Um, it's it, it was a very it was very good timing um mm. i was coming out of uni and you know as as you know the this 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 industry is tricky when it comes to um jobs i guess yeah um, especially in australia mm. um and I, I i had a teacher in high school who would who said to me um you know, it, more specific for music, but this covers both. Um, there's lots of work, just not a lot of jobs. Like there's lots of stuff to be done. Just, yeah, it's not always going to be like your typical nine to five, but um, <laughs> I went, yeah. I, I went with on a tour of sound firm um, through JMC while I was a student and mm. just one night I couldn't sleep. And I just, I was at, in the time where I was like, all right, I'm, I'm finishing uni soon. 
I want to try and, you know, try and get something a little bit more secure or get more experience. Um, so I was just spending nights scrolling through seek LinkedIn and all those places. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I saw an, an application for a sound editor at sound firm, which, um, was apparently like one of the first times they actually advertised a job, um, on, you know, a place like seek. And I was like, yeah. well, I mean, I'm, I've, I've studied this. I've been doing a lot of film work lately. It doesn't hurt to apply. Um, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that I see a job application and I'm like, am I qualified for that? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, but my literally. Part, yeah. And, but you have the experience just like, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it just shows that it doesn't matter. Just apply, you know what I mean? exactly my partner always says um you know if the the worst thing that can happen is they say no so mm. like it's it's um so exactly. i yeah exactly. so i sent in the application um got a call one day to you know go through the interview process um and i was um lucky enough to be the one who got the job which you know is it's quite rare i guess in this industry to get you know locked into a job so soon and just you know mm -hmm. something that's very regular work so i was um, very lucky with and had just very good timing in that regards um but it was also a bit tricky in the sense that um most of my experience was through uni and working on these small grad projects yeah and then i got thrown into wentworth oh yeah <laughs> um, well yeah and, uh, and it, that's like that was big like had you yeah Cause I don't know if it's specifically on your IMDb, how many seasons you did, but did, did you do it like throughout or like kind of come in between? Cause I mean, obviously have, have you, have you been out of JMC for a while now or? No, I, I was fresh out of JMC. So I finished at JMC in um, 2018 and I started at Sound Firm in 2019. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. Pretty much. I finished high school, went to uni, finished uni, went straight into um, working. So I, you know, all my experience was on these short films and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> getting thrown into like one of the biggest TV shows. Yeah. And Australia. this was in, in the like last season. Um, yeah. the, the last season was split into two halves. So it was sort of two seasons worth. Mm. Um, and it was over two years, but, um, it was, yeah, at the, at the time and probably still is like Australia's like largest show of recent times and I remember I'd I'd gone to I think it was Comic-Con a couple of years before and they had you know some of the actors there and the set and stuff like that um and then I was like working on it and it's 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 daunting in the sense where I've gone from you know doing these short films where it's you you fill in the sound and stuff like mm. that but then you go to these really intense delivery requirements and these things that you didn't necessarily no and th yeah. like that 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 were required and um because everyone has been doing it already for so long in that like m super professional sense um they just assume you know as well so i yeah. feel like i'm still learning a lot of things um and what's required and you know different production companies or different studios will want different delivery requirements and different amounts of detail on certain things but um, uh, for, for the most part, I started as Foley editor, which, um, I'm still doing a lot of Foley editing now, which, um, is very detailed. Um, mm, yeah, I'll, I'll spend a day listening to just footsteps and marking up footsteps. Um, I learned that 
in Pro Tools, you have a limit of having 999 markers in a session because I was marking out frame by frame where everyone was stepping when they were touching tables and stuff like that. Um, And that was just a tricky thing as well. I come from a a family where not too many people, if any, are in the creative industry. So Mm. people will be like, what do you do for work? I'm like, I put in the footsteps on TV. And they're like, that's, that's not captured from the start. I'm like, no, not really. Um, you got, you, you know, pretty much almost everything is added in later, um, in terms of sound other than, you know, dialogue, unless it's ADR. Um, and I was thrown quite into the deep end of, you know, here's the biggest thing in Australia, Australian TV at the moment. And then, you know, here's (laughs) a feature film to work on, um, and all these massive things. I'm like, shit. So does this um, all come through the company that you work for? Does this all yes. come through sound? Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you're getting like a lot of opportunities. Yeah, definitely. From um, them and then like kind of going out into the deep end. But I, I'm assuming like you learn a lot whilst you're on set doing all this stuff, like just observing and even with your short film, like I'm sure you've learned a lot of things um yeah to then now implement into the short film yeah a hundred percent like um for for um the most part i'm in the post-production side at sound firm so i'm you know behind a computer editing everything that's been shot but then um over the last um maybe two years i've been working with um matt myrams on a uh, producing his feature mm-hmm. film um residence and i've been seeing the um shooting side of that and you know uh, the uh, earliest production from you know him sending me the first script up until um you know getting uh, getting into post-production and stuff like that um I've kind of seen the process of everything and being a part of the process with my own writing as well from Mm. literally start to finish um and it's it's yeah it's a lot to learn and a lot to take in like people that people don't realize how much there is in it is behind making a, a film like you know you see those oh, yeah. big blockbusters and it's like there's 300 million dollars to make this and the credits <laughs> go for 15 minutes and like yeah, obviously like I, I would love 300 million dollars to put put towards a film but like at the same time that's still not a lot of money with the amount of people working on it the amount of hours the amount of technology behind everything um yeah you know a budget film is 50 million dollars um some budget most budget films a lot less um and that's that's a lot of money to you know someone who might not know about the process behind making a, a film but when you see all the steps involved and all the people involved and all the skill and talent um it's yeah yeah you see it where, makes see sense it the budget then makes sense to why it's Definitely. like 300 million and yeah. you know and there's and it all starts from like the crew, like the actors. We come in, we do our job, you know. Um, and it's really, it is really, really grueling. Some roles can yeah. be really grueling and really intense. Hundred, you know, definitely. when the actors leave, the crew stay back. You know, the editors yeah. are always there, like late and working tirelessly. That's why it's like it's like actually so important to just have that relationship with the crew that. You know, yeah, definitely. That is respected because, at the end of the day, like they're they're helping you, like as an actor, like they're helping us 
create um look good and make sure that they're getting the best takes from our performances and putting them into the TV show or the film and then the sound as well. Like if you know, if it's all working and everyone is kind of working together, then yeah, there's no doubt that the TV show or the film will turn out really well. Yeah, and like and you can tell when um when something has been made by you know, people that love what they're working on and a project that everyone loves being a part of, you you see this amazing result um, where like, you know, you have thousands of people at, in some cases, hun- hundreds of people or thousands of people all coming together to make this one project. And um, it, it's, it, it can be nice when you're, you know, you're walking down, down the street and there's a poster for something that you've worked on or you're scrolling through Instagram. Um, we, we did um, sound on a film that's uh, been going through film festivals and I believe is getting its general release in April um, called Sweet mm. As, um, oh, nice. which did really, really good at MIF, Melbourne International Film Festival last year. And it's been doing really well traveling. Um, and, you know, I, I, I played a small part in this massive project, but like, it's just so cool seeing like, you know, a poster and it's like, you know, I, I got to work on that. Um, but at the same yeah. time, you know, it, it's also just, amazing the amount of extra things you see go behind the scenes like you know sitting in on adr sessions where an actor is able to put in this amazing performance and they're just sitting in a recording studio because you know there was a plane that flew over the top and i'm like that's incredible that you're able to you know become this character and do this in emotional full-on scene but you're just standing in a in a recording studio like that's amazing that you're able to yeah bring that on um and just seeing all the skill involved um and all the talent required for people to make something um definitely do you think that um because sound and you know sound engineering and all that kind of stuff is a niche um and there's a smaller pool do you think there's a smaller pool of people that are competing for those roles compared to like the acting roles and things like that do you think that yeah. There's a smaller pool of people that are doing that that perhaps makes it a little easier to get a job in sound or do you think it's kind of like on the same level like there's a lot of people um that are in that um you know. Yeah, no that's that's yeah. a very good question. Um I I I actually um teach at JMC now as well. So I've kind <laughs> of got the perspective of I'm seeing a lot of students coming in as well. So I'm seeing a lot of people coming into the industry but I find in like those classes, there's a smaller amount of people that their interest is sound for film. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, if there's, and there's, you know, a lot more actors than there would be, I- I'm assuming, I mean, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I would assume there's a lot more actors out there than there are sound editors, mm-hmm. but I feel like it can be equally as hard to do either Um, may, in, in the sense that, um, there's potentially on a film, say there's a hundred actors needed, you know, that's including extras and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, in the sound department, there might be 10 people. Mm. Um, so you've got a smaller amount of people competing for like, sound roles. than you have people competing for acting roles. Um, but at the same time, there's a smaller amount of acting um sound roles than there than there yeah I I I think yeah so it kind of like 
it kind of works in like reverse, I yeah. guess, a little bit. Yeah, yeah it kind yeah. of bounces it out a little bit. There's an interview with um one of the uh, Foley Foley artists at um Skywalker Sound, um which is the Lucasfilm um sound team, which are in San Francisco, and it's basically the the best place for sound in in the world. They do all the mm. massive films, and they're you know very 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 cool facilities which i would love to go there one day it would be really amazing but especially because yeah. i'm a massive star wars and lucas george lucas fan but um there's an interview with their one of their main foley artists and he says there's more astronauts in the world than there are foley artists um wow. which yeah kind of get, gets you to think of like damn you know how many people have gone to space just over history and like and at the moment how many astronauts are there versus you know, there's only a handful of Foley yeah. uh, artists in the world. Um, a lot of sound editors will do their own Foley work, but like exclusive Foley artists, there's, mm-hmm. you know, a small handful of. That's insane. And is there something that you, um, like, is there a project out there right now that you kind of wish you were doing sound on or, um, or yeah, is it obviously maybe the Star Wars movies or something like that, but <laughs> was there any... So a project in the past that you're like oh like I, I wish I got to do be a part yeah. of that is there um, something that yeah you just have in your mind obviously it would be amazing to be able to do anything in on that in that um crew of Marvel or Star Wars um Star mm-hmm. Wars in particular just because they're the things I grew up on and the things that I um you know love watching and talking about like i I can I could run a class on the history of just law within Star Wars. Um, just yeah. because it's I, I I love it so much. But at the same time, I'd also be I'd love to be able to write for something like that. Um, mm. because it it's it's just such a big sandbox to play with. And you know, you, you you'll see a lot of fans be like, oh, you know, I want to write something for Star Wars, and they'll be um they'll I feel like I have a very odd specific that I quite like in the world. Like I love the relationship of like a Jedi or a person with the force. Sorry, I'm getting way too deep into this, but um, and, right. um the, the, um, there's a lot of stuff in like the high Republic of relationships that Jedi have because they're technically not allowed to have relationships, but they still feel for other people. So mm-hmm. um, exploring that almost as like a romantic story between Jedi, but um, in, in terms of like something that's not Star Wars, or, um, but something sound related, I would love to have worked on. Um, um, oh, goodness, it's a big question. Um, <laughs> I feel like anything that I come out of, I'm like, I would love to have worked on that. Yeah. Um, because there's just so many cool things um, out there. I'm just trying to think of what I've worked on recently. I watched the new Avatar recently and mm. just seeing this behind the scene, like the the stuff developed for the visuals of it, I yeah. thought that just seeing that be done would be amazing. Um, mm. But uh, anything that involves the volume, um, the, yeah. the LED screens, that would be really cool just to see in production. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I feel like, um, doing Australian stuff is like awesome and like you get so much experience down here just you know being able to do what you want to do just on like a smaller budget yeah. I feel like like the Hollywood stuff would just be like 
insanity. Like, yeah, he would just be walking into like the lion's den, being like, "Okay, what am I yeah. doing? What what's it, going on?" Exactly. I'd probably go in horrified, but like it would be. But just like amazed at the same time that exactly like, the most amazing scary experience. Like, yeah, and there's like you're you're on a job, you you're in like a Hollywood film, and yeah, this Hollywood film is costing like more more than you've more money than you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it's like more money yeah. than I can even comprehend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Um, I feel like, but like this is why like like Australia is good because you get that time to kind of develop and and um through things like on little short films yeah. even as well like th- it's all about just developing your skill whether it's a- on a big scale or on a smaller scale 100%. i see like i see no reason for anyone that's still kind of developing and early on the in their career to be like saying no to short films and stuff because it's it's like well you know those are the places where you can learn multiple times yeah definitely the things that you've done wrong in the previous short films that you've done and then you take it into another short film and you don't do that again. So Exactly. Yeah, you're constantly kind of improving and getting better and you're able to kind of craft that a little bit more. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, well, and I find yeah. with sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 go, go, go. Um I find with um uh, with that as well, like a lot of you know, blockbuster films they, they need they to continue doing well, like with sequels and stuff, they're trying to chase, chase themselves really quickly. Like, all right, we released this, say something was released this year that did really, really well. They're like, cool, we need to, you know, keep this momentum going. Let's quickly turn around a sequel in two years. Mm. And, you know, sometimes that's not very good because you've rushed through a script and stuff like that. And I've, you know, even just my short film, which will probably like, you know, end up being like 10 minutes long. Mm. I've with every script I've sat on it uh, every every draft I've sat on it for a little bit to be able to develop it see what's kind of gone wrong with it and you know I've probably been writing this 10 minute short film script for six months to kind of get it to a point where I'm happy with it and with um Matt um who's written and is directing Residents um Mm. he's on his 37th draft of the script at the moment and you know as we shoot and we're because we're working on a very very limited budget um we're shooting kind of as we go we make money we shoot a scene we make more money for the scene we build the sets we shoot the scene and that's giving so much time for the actors to understand and love their characters more like it's been so much fun to go to shoots as you know a producer and knowing the actors and stuff and then be like you know I've had this idea about my character and I'll like whisper it to the other actors of like this is like in my head canon for the character and it's creating all this more like depth and stuff instead of just doing a three week shoot and being done with it. Um, yeah, for sure. And that those challenges, like, like we said at the start, um, you know, film make a film crew is made of problem solvers and it, it helps to those encountering those problems and, you know, working with tight budgets, mm. it, you find ways to get something done properly um, even if it's not the first thing that you would think of, like, you know, if we need to have, a, it, it's a, um, the residence, um, which I'm producing for Matt is, um, a horror comedy. And, you know, instead of being like, all right, let's just throw a hundred zombies in there with, mm. you know, visual effects or something like that. It's no, we'll have, you know, a small amount of zombies, but we'll have a makeup artist to make them look amazing on the day. Yeah. And, um, 
capture it that way. And it's like, you know, you're encountering these issues as you go. And, you know, we had a, where well, there's a shoot coming up in a, on, a, on a weekend soon. And we had a, uh, the location pull out last minute. So we, you know, it's collaborating with friends to find something new and changing things to make it work with what you've got. And yeah. even though it's tricky and stressful, it it results in something amazing and it may not be what you originally had in in your brain at the start, but nothing really is um, from start to finish. Like as things develop, things will change. It's like Chinese whispers. You start with one thing and at the end you, your result is another, but it's always fun and amazing and worth and funny in the end. A hundred percent. Well, we've reached the end of the podcast and at the end of each um, podcast episode, we try to, um, the guest tries to raise awareness to something that they feel is important and that yeah. I guess often gets swept under the rug or if they, you just want people to hear of the um, issue that's important to you, um, even if it is known. Um, yep. But yeah, what were you wanting to raise awareness to today? Um, well, I, I had one thing in my brain and then, you know, talking t- t- today has kind of shifted me, um, mm. to a different, um, you know, have, have, talking about, you know, creative, the creative industries has kind of shifted me towards, um, uh, mental health specifically mm. within the creative industries. Um, yeah. it's something that everyone from actors to directors, writers, everyone involved, I think struggles with at some point, mm. if not constantly, because it is a tricky industry and, um, you know, you can be the, the, the toughest thing I find for me is that kind of like, um, like imposter syndrome type thing. Like I'm, I'm working on this thing, but like, do, should, should, do I deserve to be kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and you know, everyone does because it, it you know, it's a, everyone's amazing at what they do and so creative and smart and um you know in areas that I might not know 100% there's someone at sound firm that is an absolute genius and just blows my brain with just how good they are at, at things and um and it's uh, you know I've seen a lot of people struggle with mental health in the creative industries and it's something where you want you need to kind of have a space or person to go to to be able to feel comfortable and kind of get that stress off your chest and you know if you've been working on we've been working on a lot of productions that are really intense um Mm. like it's you know you're it's it's fun to be like you know I'm working on movies but at the same time you've you spend a day you know working on a scene where someone's being beaten to death just as a random example and like that can be intense even though it's fake and you know yeah. for for the screen it can still be a lot to to watch kind of and go- to take yeah in. yeah definitely, yeah 100 and you know you're Without working with doubt. big and dark themes and it can be a lot to take on so you know if if um uh, uh you yeah. you have you someone listening knows someone or is someone in the creative industries like just don't be afraid to kind of reach out to a friend, a colleague or anything like that. If you're stressed or anything is, is a lot um, and take some time for yourself um, to kind of just, you know, catch your breath, just go see a movie and. For sure. Just take a, a breather. You know, yeah. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Take a breather and just, and you know, just take it easy. Like even if you're yeah. out there and you're struggling to get, you know, jobs in the industry and you're like, 
or like I've got so much experience or, you know, I've been trying for so long. The end of the day, like it's this is what you want to do. Like you you went into it knowing that it was never going to be easy. Um, but you just have to get keep pushing and and keep reminding yourself every time you have a day where you're just you're not okay um mentally and you're just you're you're doubting yourself or you're going through it just Definitely. remember why you you wanted to do it from the very 100%. beginning when money and all those things weren't involved when you yeah. were that little kid that was just eager to do something that you loved. Like think about that. Exactly. Just go back exactly. to that because that's just, that's yeah. the most important thing. You know, you might we're all we all get to that stage where we have to realistically think about our careers at school or something like that, and a lot of that stuff gets fed into you yeah. over like thirteen years of your life, and you kind of forget why yeah. you want to do that one thing in the first place. So just Definitely. don't lose that. Don't lose that. And anytime you feel like you're losing that, just go back to it. Think about it. And 100%. it will kind of just put you on the right path. Definitely. And like, it can be hard as well. Cause you know, I feel like a lot of people coming into creative industries may not necessarily have family or no other people within the creative mm-hmm. industries, which can make it hard. So, you know, if there's anyone that's younger like in high school or something that's listening and wants to be move into the creative industries but there's people saying like you know that you've we've probably all heard before like make sure you have a backup and stuff like that um which in some ways like hey they're not like extremely out of the ordinary it's just like yeah we don't we don't want to hear that at the time and we if if we want to if we want to have a backup we want to make that like based on our own decision not on someone constantly on your back saying oh you need a backup I don't know because then that's just going to instantly put you in a in a position of not wanting to try because you think oh well exactly you know it's not going to work out anyway people are saying I need a backup straight away before I've even like put pen to paper or tried an acting class or you know gone to school to learn about sound and audio and all those kinds of things you know it's it's the psychology of the way people speak to you and, and the way um, they kind of convey what they think you should do. A hundred percent. So yeah, just keep everyone be fun and positive and happy in the, the creative industries. And, you know, if you're trying to get into the creative industries, do it. It's fun. It's, it, it can be stressful, yeah. but it's it always certainly can be stressful. But, to or some, yeah. But you'll know, you'll know if it's worth it because definitely it's just, it's a feeling that you get. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Thank you so much. No worries. And I look forward to seeing more of your work and I'm excited about the short film that you're making. So you got to keep me updated. I want all the updates. Definitely. I'm, I'm putting everything through um, my Instagram and I've put a, um, uh, an Instagram together specifically to kind of show progress on it. um, Curly top productions. So yeah. Let's go um, check that out, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Thank you so awesome. Thank much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find us on whatever podcast platform you use. And whilst you're there, please leave us a comment, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.